Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. Like, he sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. Uh, hello, and welcome along to episode 17 of The Worst Idea of All Time, a podcast in which Tim Bat and myself, Guy Montgomery, watch and review Sex in the City, the film, uh, at pace. <laughs> We have just finished our 17th screening and are joined by a very special guest who has just watched the film for the second time in her live long life, Amy Hoggart. Hi, everyone. Hi, Amy. <laughs> Hi. I mean, we're sitting next to each other. Are you going to say anything, Tim? Yeah, I, I was waiting for an in. Amy, it's so good to hear your voice. It's so good to hear yours, Tim. Thanks, Amy. That, that is all that's happening here. We can't see. I mean, Amy and I obviously in the same room here in New York, Tim. Presumably in the studio in Greylin, Auckland, New Zealand, at Little Empire You're HQ. Studio? That's cool. I built it, Amy. We're just on a sofa. And by built it, I mean I put some microphones into a room, and now it's a studio. Okay, we can say the same about guys' sitting room then. Guys' yeah, sitting room is not a studio. I did not ordain it. <laughs> moments ago, you were quite dismissive of our environment. You said, we're just sitting on a couch. Yeah, and but now all I of a sudden, like we're in a studio. studio. Suddenly, if there are microphones on it. Yeah. Anything's a studio if you put two mics on it. Folks, you might know Amy from her work on Full Frontal with Samantha B, uh, perhaps from BBC America's Almost Royal. Um, or maybe Thanks you've caught her doing stand up, of which she is, I assume, very good. <laughs> no, no you got that last bit wrong. Oh, yeah, you didn't yeah. let me up. You blew it. Yeah, you, you got gave it away. You got it wrong at the end. Amy, <laughs> Amy is she performs a lot, but she stinks at stand up. She's <laughs> yeah. a real fucking writer. Uh, now, what what sort of live comedy do you do best? I don't do any. I didn't know when to chip in. I used to do. I used to do, it, but not for like five years. Mm. Why'd you get out the game? Got out the game. I wasn't really that into it, and I only did it to get more work. And then when I got more uh, work, I stopped doing it. But then I stopped getting work. Huh. So it backfired. Well, no, it didn't. You, you're gamefully employed here in New York City. I think about going back to it every now and then, and I just think, can you imagine starting out? I've, I have literally done just that here in oh, New yeah, York. Oh, yeah, you have, yeah. And I can't imagine it. <laughs> Shit, and sorry, your it guttural good. reaction to the <laughs> yeah. very idea of it is on the fucking money. Uh, you have now, to pay to play. Yeah, just yeah. Remembered. I, I went to one of those mics. It did noy go well. Uh did you get your own money's worth? I did not get my $5 worth. I don't think that the three remaining comics at the back end of the two-and-a-half-hour show I oh, paid $5 no. to perform on got their money's worth either, neither that's... from my set nor theirs. They could have just watched Sex and the City in that time. That's right. And honestly, I think it's a measure of how bad that gig was. <laughs> that would be a more enjoyable and productive use of time. Fuck, that is dire. That is a real <laughs> indictment on whatever gig you dragged your bones to, man. 
It's called the People's Open Mic. I think it's at 3 p.m. on a Sunday in Manhattan <gasps> at a bar called Otto's Shrunken Head. The guy who runs it is a fucking scam artist. He's a psychopath <laughs> and I will not stand for it. I <laughs> uh, just plugged it though, weirdly. Now, yeah, but in a pretty negative light. Yeah, that's true. It's, I don't think if you, I don't <laughs> think like on the record criticism is a plug. If you gave the like time and locations, I was like, I could get myself down there for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on the back end of that recommendation, whoever interprets that as a plug deserves to be at the show. If you didn't get to the end of it, you'd already left to go. Yeah. Um, that's true. I guess hey, people Amy. don't listen to podcasts on the go. <laughs> Everyone sits in one <laughs> fixed position and they cannot move until the audio is complete. <laughs> you lunatic. Before guests are going to podcast, have you ever listened to one of these? I just listen to them every time I need to plan my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> God, I have to have some recommendations specific to the on. area I'm in. Mm. Oh dear, Amy. Yeah. Before we get into the film, oh, how's your every, year been, every mate? single every single time, do not answer this <laughs> yeah. question. Tim drags his fucking heels as hard as he can through the sand, I the he asphalt. Wanted to get to know me better. Fuck no. you. This isn't a bit. I want to. I want to hear from Amy. This is well, Tim's this a guest is, on our podcast. She's a great guest. I want to hear how her look, year has is, been. This is for off Thank the you, mic, Tim. And also, I believe that Tim and I last saw each other about a year ago. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. I've had a good year, I think, looking back through the months. Take us through. What are some what are some No, no. Yeah. Do you know what? I've traveled so much. Guess how many trips I've done? I'm gonna say six. (laughs) Nearly. Thirty five. What? (laughs) Yeah, thirty five, you guessed it, Tim. (laughs) I went the wrong way. It's too many. It's been highs, but it's also been too much. It's tiring to travel. Yeah, a lot. It's, but it's been fantastic opportunities. And some of those flights have been, uh, if not business, maybe first class, occasionally. Guy. No, but it's it's not. Yeah, like... Yeah, sometimes it's for, for work, I get flown in style. How cool is that? That is so cool to me. I never get used to it. Tail. I'm always grateful, and I always <laughs> say, "All right, for mate." It. We've 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 spoken <laughs> about it at length, though. Uh, I I take everything they offer me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm of so course. Drunk. <laughs> I'm just pressing the chair all the time, all the buttons. Yeah, and it doesn't impact the person behind you because of the uh, amount space. of space afforded. And I don't premium need space. Customers. If you've not looked me up by now, I don't need any space on a flight. That's right. I I remember from Googling you earlier that uh, the first <laughs> return is Amy Hoggart height. Um, is it? That's so based no. on a previous search that Guy's done. Yeah, I'm. I'm always too nervous to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need this information. Uh, what was your favorite maybe, place that you went to? Oh, Tim, I just really Great feel like question. you're doing everything. No, guess what? I think my favorite place is relevant for the film. Then everyone's happy. I went to Mexico. That's awesome. And I didn't. I didn't shit myself. I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't think I did because you would remember that. Yeah, you. How you many would times know. have you shit yourself recently? I've never shat myself, and I'm not what? the type of person who would lie about that. I would be yeah. point of order, as a baby, maybe, yeah. Point of order. So here's someone who said, "I went to Mexico," and is like scanning their memory audibly and visibly for whether <laughs> or not they shit themselves, and then 20 <laughs> seconds later to finally state, "I have never shit myself." No, do you know because I'm the type of person who would shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you t- tell, tell us about your friend who recommended the movie to you when it was released in <laughs> cinemas. So I actually, this is the second time I've seen it. I saw it when it came out when I was at college at uni. And uh, my, I just, I'd started doing comedy. You're welcome. 
Um, so I was like already in a comedy troupe or whatever. And uh, a friend of mine was like, you've got to see Sex in the City. It's so you. It's exactly your type of comedy. I, there's this amazing scene in it. And I couldn't stop thinking about how much you'd love it. And like, it was like you'd written it. Oh my God. That is and damning. It's if I wrote that scene, guess what? It would be better. Like you don't even see anything. You just, it's all done in post with the sound That's effects. Right. I want to see something embarrassing. That's right. She's I... got her bum facing a glass, like a window and there's a cleaner inside. The cleaner mm. doesn't even get, we want to see her POV. That's right. I remember when, uh, like much later in the film, when Carrie is reassuring Charlotte that maybe she's had her allotment of bad luck this year because she yeah. shared herself in Mexico. You said, and this is verbatim, uh, also, this is like as though the thought has been plaguing you for the 45 minutes between. Also, we didn't see any poo. That's what I really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing I missing think- from that scene. I can understand that. They <laughs> said it up. you lying down. She's wearing very like um, sort of high fashion. It's not quite yoga pants. It's a very airy attire. It's kind of like a, a almost a jumpsuit, flowy style Can of I pants. Quote very guy. flared. Yeah. Well, as soon as she comes in in the outfit you're describing, <laughs> fuck, she's ripped. <laughs> <That's> really intense. <laughs> like, Do you know? On the seventeenth of it's, it's actually, Yeah, it's actually quite interesting because. And hearing that back, it's like, I feel like it's at the point 17 screenings in, you know, I'm so relaxed around this movie. It's like being around family where it's like you sort of just, you say, you're not even thinking about what's coming out of your mouth. You know, you're just reacting in real time. There's no filter. I remember everything. You said it like you were jealous, like in the way you would talk about like a bodybuilder and be like, oh God, he's in good shape. Like You know how I'm always ogling those bodybuilders. (laughs) I, I guess it just hadn't, I think... Why it took me off guard and I said it with such intensity is I hadn't even really, because I always noticed that uh, Carrie's, SJP's character is ripped and it must be written into the... Is she? Yeah. She, she, she every, is. Like both films, she gets her abs out and she oh. is absolutely cut to ribbons. Um, <laughs> and I think because I haven't noticed that in Charlotte before, I was like, oh, whoa. Like, but she's a runner. Yeah, but running doesn't give you that, running doesn't give you that definition on your torso. You sh- you're talking to the wrong. Yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't, well, I, I, I don't know what to say then. Literally, say you can say anything. Such is the beauty of this podcast. I really don't like the bit where um, Samantha's got a bit of a tummy and everyone's a real bitch about it. Yeah, like, it's insane. Going, it's so... guy and I've talked about this quite a lot because we were both when we first saw it really confused as to what the <laughs> what the film was getting at. Like when they do that <laughs> shot of her midriff is it just kind of like because you see a bit of her cleavage and let's not kid around kim cattrall's got stonking breasts and there's a little bit of that <laughs> at the top of the shot and then like but it's really weirdly framed and we were like why are we looking at her because she's also holding a dog it's like are we sp- are we looking at the dog what are, are we looking at her tits uh, what are we looking at here yeah and then so they start much, making fat the eyes. because there's so there's such yeah. a lack of discernible gut there that we could see that it was like it didn't even get yeah it's it's like it's pretty bad but it's even bad storytelling because it wasn't obvious to us what they were getting at you know i could not keep my eyes off her sweet tits her <laughs> yeah lovely, i'll dog. <laughs> guy's face when you described how good her boobs were it's also... <laughs> what, what would have been face to your then? face is like 
but you were just winking and like smiling at me. Like, I was not. <laughs> I was not winking at you. I was not winking and smiling. You okay. laughed, and I was okay. like, "Yeah, he's funny." Tim's being funny. Oh, I thought. I thought it was like, "Yeah, that was right." Oh, That's I mean, how, I how is there so much room for miscommunication between us? <laughs> no, I mean, but to her credit, fifty years yeah. old in this film, and absolutely. 50. Yeah, this, at the very end, she turns 50, remember? And they say, to the next 50. Oh, yeah. And we laughed because we were like, you motherfuckers aren't going to live to 100. <laughs> um, you don't know that. Well, not big. We know that. Fucking dies yeah. in a shower. You know about the uh, same age? You see this the other month? I the other guy just months? told me. It's yeah, pretty quiet, day. I told Amy about what? that. Amy I, actually had a great idea for a big spin-off. Um, yeah, I did. That was a good idea of mine, actually. So when he... <laughs> <laughs> I do my own reviews. Um, <laughs> when he leaves the wedding, why didn't he drive to a coffee shop, reconnect with a friend that he hasn't seen since high school, and then start his own spin-off, which is the new Friends? Because <laughs> it's the what? opening of Friends. But the, you know, okay. at the start of Friends, famously, Rachel shows up, In Ross is it going through his divorce, and he says, yes. oh, I just want to be married again. And then Rachel walks into the cafe to visit Monica, her old friend, and she's dressed in a wedding gown. She's just left a guy. And Chandler very quickly says, I just want a million dollars. But she's just jilted Barry. And so I guess the idea is, I mean, wouldn't you love to see this, Tim? Wouldn't you just love to spend (laughs) some time with whoever the fuck Big used to roll around with in high school? Absolutely. I reckon it would be like a lacrosse teammate. (laughs) I get a bit of a... I think um, it's Kavanaugh, do you think? What do you say? Fucking is so supreme to justice. So topical. <laughs> what you, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He like there's a, there's a not there's a passing physical um similarities between Big and him. No, Big doesn't yeah. shout though, which I he's appreciate. There's one thing he's got over Supreme Court yeah. Justice. He doesn't get screaming and start wanging on about beer. <laughs> that's the he only that's beer. the only good thing I'll say about Big. Actually, what's that? He what? doesn't get screaming and wang on about beer. Yeah, you really didn't like Big. Don't like him. How fucking good was that, though, in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, just how much we discovered that man loves a beer? There's something so bizarre about it. It was it was so entertaining. He loves beer. He needs you to know it. It's like oh. how Big can't read, and he, he needs you to not know that because he's in charge of a lot of money. I don't know if Wait, Guy has what? clued you into all the lore um, that, that no. we've sort of created through learning little tidbits through Sex and the City 2 and our um, – Six to 17 it's, now watches of Sex and City 1 but Mr. Big is illiterate and he's he? managed to yeah he's managed According to swindle his way absolutely oh. which actually high, ties in yeah high, high paying high job that he is role. well outside of his depth in, uh, and he he's melting down in this in this movie uh, I actually can't remember I can't exactly retrace our footsteps but rest assured the research <laughs> <laughs> It's because in the second movie, Sex and the City 2, ever heard of it, yeah. Mr. Big is in a um, big office building and uh, the guy, he's a financier. So he's like, he's in charge of a lot of money. He's throwing around a lot of money. But when we see him in his office, there's no computer whatsoever in there. Um, no, there's, a, there's a, a screen on the wall, but there are no keyboards. There's no yeah, there's like a tally. It's like a TV. Sort of input. Yeah. It's very he's odd. So got- he's... He, there's no clue that he he is literate, and that makes it all the sweeter in Sex in the City one, where he is. Um, do you say transposing? If it's just words, he's he's copying. 
uh, all of the famous um, oh, love yes. letters from other people because he doesn't know how to write, so he's literally just copying the symbols. Of, and like, it also the it ties in with a, another fan theory you hit, or not, you, just an observation you so made, good. which was the night before the wedding. Yeah, and I actually love your take on this, Tim. In a, on a personal, I love Amy. Uh, was just that he I love was guys. he was oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, he was writing his vows the night yeah, before. Not of cool. course, because if you can't read and write, and you've hidden mm. this from your yeah. soon-to-be wife for as long yeah. as you've been together, like of course it's embarrassing to like right before the wedding be like, oh by the way, babe, I might need some help with my vows because <laughs> I'm illiterate, especially because she's but a you, writer. You took yeah. real umbrage with the fact he was doing it the night before. It's so fucking lazy. Yeah, it's weird. Terrible. We don't have you don't write your own vows in the UK, really. It's not a thing, but it's a big thing here, and I think it's so important in the states that you should give it a bit more thought. I, t- Tim, did you write your own vows? I did. Yep, Zoe and I write our own vows. And when? And how? How, how soon before the wedding did you do that? Oh shit! I'm worried to do it the night. I think it was one of those things where, like, it was a, a draft for a long time that I kept coming back to, and you know, shopping. So what you but you're, you're saying you did the work, yeah, man, absolutely. Shopping. Picking you don't up fuck sentences with from <laughs> pre-written vows website, well, yeah. Well, and, you don't and fuck also around don't with wedding keep vows. Quoting, he keeps quoting Byron, and that annoyed me loads because Byron is like not. He was always cheating on everyone. I think he had an incestuous relationship as well. Like he's the worst guy to be quoting to someone that you're trying to have a monogamous lifelong relationship with. Like, he's got everything wrong. But he's big isn't digging for Lord Byron. Carrie brings the library book into the bedroom, and she reads him Lord Byron. She gets it wrong, and then he continues to get it wrong near the end when he quotes Byron. Yeah. So he's never written his own vows. He's never written his own words. He's just quoting a philandering, incestuous. Yeah, you're obsessed with the idea of Byron Efter's sister. I do. It's something like that. I need to look it up, but I think it's like his half sister or his stepsister or something. I'd just like to it's, go into bat, not not for Big nor Byron, but just mm. I feel like there's uh, for incest. There's, Get in there, guy. Defend, <laughs> please. I feel like there's validity to making love to blood family members, <laughs> uh, and moreover, I I'm think ma- we'll gloss I'm over that powerful point I'd like to make, but. Um, I want to get back to the incest thing, so bookmark that. But what's your, yeah, what yeah. do you Do they want to listen say, guy? to the podcast? Uh, one of my sisters listens to the podcast. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and- the hot one? <laughs> 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 Respectfully done, Amy. Both of them are hot, Amy, you piece of shit. They're my sisters. I'm not going to pick favorites. Both of them are really sexy, Amy. <laughs> uh, but I think there's validity in writing, like, you know, writing your vows the night before like it's not like the writing process isn't no. all just putting the stuff down on paper part of it is walking around letting the ideas circulate prepare mm. themselves to to uh, you know spill forth and i feel like doing it the night before if you back yourself i mean in this instance it's obvious that big's just a nervous wreck who's illiterate and doesn't want to get married to his bride to be mm. so maybe not in this particular instance but i wouldn't write that off in real life entirely okay i do feel like i've been too critical no, Amy, back yourself. He hasn't even started the process of committing anything to paper. Fuck you. He also it. didn't like the way he was writing it. I, I just, I, I worry that like I'm a geeky person who would put more work into it and, and I should let people have their own styles. Like maybe he has been thinking about it. Yeah, but you did. You didn't like that he was writing it in his big leather bound. I book. loathe everything about him, so I was like, oh, <laughs> leather folio, and then I was like, actually, don't. That's not a valid criticism. That's, <laughs> no, it's, it's that's quite, it's me. That's, that's not you. That's just businessmen, you know? Yeah. 
It's a legal pad. It's this big book of ideas. So back to the incest thing. I have a question. Classic. Um, do you think it counts as incest if it's your uh, if it's a cousin if it's a first cousin? Is that incest? Absolutely. Oh, first cousin. Because in that case, Uh-oh. so in that case, Einstein also incestuous. I mean, I as a Brit, like a lot of a lot of our. A lot family? Of, no, no, no. But like, like the royal family, they all yeah. Sleeping with their own cousins. That is a I tree where the branches off. start to turn into the trunk pretty quickly, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't fancy any of my cousins. No, it's good. So I'll go on the I'm record like... as um, co-signing <laughs> to Amy's yeah, statement. I'm right. also not I attracted fancy... to any of her cousins. <laughs> I don't fancy yeah. any of Amy's cousins, but you should see. My cousins, man. Are they as sexy as your sisters? Like, you can't <laughs> double down on bracket, this bit. Absolutely. <laughs> no good, man. Um, hey, Amy, late. we've got a segment on the podcast uh, called The Shining Light where we oh, um, shit, talk yeah. about what our... F- <laughs> I know because Guy told me and I don't have one. I will keep talking to buy, to, to buy you valuable seconds where we reveal um, one part of the movie that we genuinely did like on this watch. Uh, this is your second watch. Was there any yeah. single moment, anything will do in the film it, delivered it, it by anyone that you like? It doesn't need to be a particular moment. It can be a feeling that the movie conjured in you. Um, I've got to say, just while Amy uh, pauses for thought, that and I observed this to her, so I've seen this movie 17 times. I think that the sort of snark and the way I bristle at certain moments of the film is not necessarily earned, but to be expected. Amy was operating on the same level of fury and vitriol as I was and also driving the car. Like I try to create a neutral environment so that it's like the person who I'm watching with say as a guest can react however they feel. I was overjoyed by your response to a lot of this film. I was angry driving. Yeah. And, but while angry driving, was there anything you drove past and you're like, Oh, that's nice. Okay. I thought of something. And the way that I thought about it, and this is a tip for your future guests is I thought if I had to watch a scene again, which scene would I least mind watching? That's not a bad idea. So I really like Charlotte's daughter. She's a serious cutie pie. Yes. And I like all the scenes where she's, I like all the scenes with her in them, just her. And it's cute when she says sex into the phone and yeah. Guy remarked that I did laugh out loud, but that was like 45 minutes into the film. When yeah, she... I wrote this down. 45 minutes in, I, I laughed. That's the first time. <laughs> Good God. When she hands <laughs> the um, Valentine's Day uh, card. Oh, no, wait. What is it? Is it Valentine's Day? She gives it's something like, to Carrie. It's just what an invitation. That? It's around Halloween. It's, it's, yeah. well, it's not. I don't even she know if it's a, a holiday card, card. It's just like a mm. general, hey, Carrie, thinking of you card. It's a little gift. Is it? No, because she gets posted the Valentine's Day card. So it must be some like a little tiny box of chocolates or something, but she gives it to Carrie. And that is a genuinely adorable moment. The, the, yeah. um, the child actor playing unless Lily the, is gorgeous. She's so unless adorable. you look at the details of the card, it's a fucking mess. She's taken an orange crayon and just run riot over the, the border. That did annoy me. Just cast someone who's better at making cards. <laughs> I did also like, you know, um, kids at that age are so like purposeful and determined about doing the stupidest shit. And I like it when she's got that cupcake purse and she puts the phone in like she knows what she's up to. I really, that's a good, because a lot of things happen in that film. Like, why did that character do? There's no reason for that. But I understand a child purposely doing that. 
Yeah, yeah. only because there's no reason kids do anything. So that's right, a bit exactly. of an easy yeah. thing to write into your film. <laughs> yeah. and then the kid did this because, I don't know, she's four. <laughs> that's the only bit that makes that sense was, to That me. was the way that Mattress Pikelet King wrote all of the characters in this film. He, What's that? It's the name of the director. Writer, oh, director, writer. producer. I uh, said, what's that? Which is a clue to me, not thinking that. Uh, but he wrote all of them as toddlers and then <laughs> yeah. just... But cast people who are a bit yeah, too old. Uh, stuck with the original cast from the TV show. What was your Shining Line, Tim? <sighs> Sounds like a tough week for Timbo. Can I... Um, I want to reveal something about my watch this week. I really was on my phone a lot. I really oh, felt like I was. I know, I know. To the to the point where I'm almost ready to like text myself a watch, which is devastating because we've watched it a bit in the last little while. But like, I was taking the piss today. Um, I was there. Like, it was it was on headphones firmly in place. Like, audio wise, there was no escaping it. And I was I was looking at it, you know. But I was definitely on my phone a lot. Um, you weren't like but, mindfully focusing on it. Give you weren't present for it. I wasn't, and I'm very committed to that. And I often chastise Guy when I know that he has sort of been mentally cheating on the film. Because what's the point in doing this stupid podcast if we don't do it right? You know. So I do like that you threw Guy under the bus while you were making your own. That, that nice that's not a, true. I said a, that a I psychology graduate and a mediator Which uh, I here for the record. And. <laughs> I, I actually found Guy very committed. He made himself a coffee. He made us both two teas, which weren't very nice, but that was my tea bag, so it's my fault. And he went to Lou once, but otherwise he was pretty engaged and he was quoting the show That's slightly in great. advance of the lines that the That's film. Fucking great. Yeah, and I was he also, at one point, he started singing a song that was about to come in the next scene to me while looking at me. Like, oh, <laughs> do you know what that's this intense. Was? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, see, this is the sort of thing I'm talking about where. I'm too, the the movie, it doesn't make me, like, I'm still tense, but I think it, it blurs the lines of social normalcy. Because I, I, I don't think, was it okay that I sang that to you before it came in? I mean, it didn't ruin a surprise. But it wasn't, like, upsetting in any way. No, it was just so confusing because <laughs> you were singing it like, I would know what it was, or <laughs> yeah, we, like, yeah, talked that's, about it or whatever. See, that's, I really got I, I remember in. my shining light, mm. you two. I remember it because I actually messaged Guy and Guy has forgot that I did this as well, but I did it at the time when it came on in the movie. Um, So the gals are having a catch up at the cafe and swapping notes about how often they are having sex because Miranda's nervous about the fact that she hasn't had sex uh, with her husband for six months. Controversially, actually before that came out, but uh, Mm -hmm. before all of the details of how recently Charlotte and Steve had had sex, Amy said, you know what? Four and a half hours. That's not enough sleep. <laughs> I'm with Miranda on this one. Thank you. Yep. It's, it's good to know where you stand on that one. Immediately <laughs> after that, Carrie goes, uh, after Carrie says the disgusting thing about Big not colouring in the lines, she goes home that and they- fucking awful and it is- It is gross, eh? I actually- look, It's so uh, gross. I, I, we keep interrupting. I want to insert this because uh, you said, what does that even mean, Amy? And yeah. I think it's a question that a lot of us have asked. Uh, so long as we have a guest, Tim, I suggest a segment called Outside the Lines. Please. Um, please proceed. So this week but it would we, be... Are you interrupting a segment to suggest a new segment? Yeah. So this I is called care. Outside We're the Lines with... We're here all the with... time, Amy. I want as much Amy as possible on this Outside episode. the Lines with Amy Hoggart. So just pretty much because it's a very <laughs> visceral line. Yeah. What? I mean... What... I think I know what it means. Go ahead. <laughs> but I don't know why she would say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. 
um, Amy will say as well that Guy and I have multiple times <laughs> articulated what we believe it is, and based on your uh, um, uh, little assured there, tone, <laughs> yeah. I think we're on the same page. <laughs> but we want you to say it. Oh, no. um, I think she means that. <laughs> when, this is adorable. When, <laughs> I think she means that when he. <laughs> <laughs> You can do this, Amy. <laughs> Cast aside that British okay. reservedness. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I'm not English. Are you taking a picture or are you filming? He's filming. I think that she says that she means that when Big ejaculates, he does it every, everywhere. <laughs> I don't know why you would say. I don't know why it's always like, how is he on the You'd be like, yeah, well, my guy, he always comes everywhere. <laughs> he doesn't fit it. He doesn't put it where it should be. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, Is that what you guys think? That, I mean, that's how all I wanted you, you to say. <laughs> There's no other way to, to take it in. The man is coming all over everything. And it everywhere sounds like. He's not meant to. The thing is, as well, we're all adults here. Like, um, jizz is a it, it's a it's a tricky old substance to get out of stuff sometimes. Like, if he's if he's getting yeah, in, stuff. oh, I see. Hey, you know, like stains and whatnot. Yeah, I've heard this hasn't um, happened in a situation oh, yeah. I've been involved yeah. in, but I've heard terrible things about it getting in people's eye and that being a, a complete <gasps> nightmare. Um, you know, it stains clothes. She's got a lot of nice yeah, dresses. I can imagine a crumpled dress on the floor. <laughs> Big's going hog wild as he is wont to do. Apparently, I mean, it's a very the, regular this is, thing. This is this is the beauty of it. Is it's not uh, planned. It's not pointed. It's, it's, <laughs> there's no po- politics to what he's doing. It's literally <laughs> like it's not outside the lines and here. It's so it's selfish. Literally isn't just, it? it's, uh, this it's is what I imagine, and this might be a little too. Uh, too much for this this podcast's general tone, but I imagine he and Carrie have have pretty sort of normal sex, and just before he is due to climax, he kind of finishes himself. He like stands up and finishes himself <laughs> off, and just whatever's in the way, fucking whatever. The man doesn't care. Come, on. he's like a cowboy he, shooting cans, climax, blind drunk. I, I, I think he stands up, shuts his eyes, spins around 10 times and then yeah. he runs in a straight line and ejaculates into <laughs> and whatever the first thing he hits is. <laughs> that's the only way he can't come. When Big, yeah, and yeah. Carrie's like worked so hard to whittle it down to a sexy and sort of coy way of describing the fucked up behavior of her like severely concussed former lacrosse playing partner. Oh. And to be honest, the word economy on how she describes it is very good. Oh no, Siri thinks I'm talking to it. I don't want to know what Siri's going to come up with. This is happening. I, this In the but, last um, four days, I have heard so many podcasts that have triggered Siri in the room while they've been recording. It's like it's just started happening. It's so weird. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Anyway, um, can I go back to my shining light? You've just... Please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Amy, you go. Sounds like no, you're she was, she was just going to say that you're... No, it was a technical Is my note, voice going weird? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully the, oh, the yeah. listeners won't hear that, but who knows? This this thing's... Okay. It's a fucking rickety old shit we're running here, mate. <laughs> um, no, nah, you're, you're back, Tim. You sound like your old self. For Not those true. of you wondering what happens, occasionally on this connection, uh, Tim's voice goes up very <laughs> high and slightly accelerated. Like, like a chipmunk. He's, like yeah, chipmunk. like a chipmunk. So you're shining so, light, please. So there they are on the balcony having a big old smooch, Carrie and Big, after this conversation. And um, the music that plays in the background is this kind of like low, sexy, I don't know what genre you'd describe it as. It's like, it's not quite lounge. It's like sexy in there. It's like a real soft, slow jazz sort of thing. And the only lyrics is just a woman's voice going, kisses, (laughs) kisses. And you just say the word kisses twice. Inya's second cousin. Ninya. The one who moved to the States. But it's just so, it's real dumb and I love it. I've heard it so many times now and I've never brought it up, but it's so stupid. It's I love the the idea it's, of, um, the, I, I can't think of a good example now, but in comedy movies where they'll go to the trouble of like soundtracking it and making some songs that have dumb lyrics and you only kind of pick it up if you've really got your ears pricked up and it feels like they're doing it there, like they are taking the piss. I don't know that it was an Easter egg for comedy. It's more of a tonal feel. The musical choices, the mu- as always, the music does quite a lot of heavy lifting for mood. The Disney music at the beginning was blowing my mind. What? Yeah, because what you were saying? Oh, because they were sco- You said they scored Beethoven. They scored Beethoven. So she's reading out poetry by Beethoven under or over horrible like Disney star music, and I'm like. Definitely don't score <laughs> score Beethoven. So weird. No one sort it through. This is when they're in bed, and she's reading from her old library book. It really feels Byron. like they're taking a lot of attempts to seem intellectual, eh? But they're doing so it in many. a very uncultured way. They're just kind of cramming in yeah. quotes and ramming in Beethoven and jizzing outside thing, the lines. The classic thing to say if you don't read is to talk about the feel or smell of books. So she gets into bed and she's like, oh, books smell so good. And I just think, <laughs> so I don't true. think you're used to what you do with books. And then there's this other shot of Miranda just like in front of a load of books. And that's the only, she references work. There's also the, the shot of Samantha. Throwing the <laughs> book. Like, it's just so disrespectful to me. Sitting on the beach reading a book. If you're not enjoying it, you put it down and you sort of frustratedly look at it or yeah. like go on your phone. She Don't just hurls it over her left shoulder. Like, she oh, probably this, killed a crab yeah, or whatever. Is on this fucking thing. Uh, it was the secret. Can- Some All books are not created equal, you know. No, but even if you don't like it, someone will get value mm. out of it. Uh, you you also, not only do you think Carrie doesn't read, you don't think she writes. Oh, she didn't really write. She wrote Love at one point. She has so much money. Yeah. I don't understand it. And the whole film is just a love letter to money. I would what? love to know the... Uh, in every film, there's a bit of world building that goes on. We're transported to a slightly different place from the one we are. That's like the whole escapism thing. What is the fucking economic model inside of this version of New mm. York City? Like, Carrie Bradshaw is 
the other bit that gets me is Samantha. I know Samantha Jones is doing well as an agent with mm. one client, her boyfriend. Yeah. Um. So she moves to Los she Angeles. Just fired or broke up that, with. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, I didn't think about that. She's really yeah. mixed her sole source of income when she did that. Um, her shopping trip just looks like the most expensive shit I've ever seen in my life. I know. Where she's like and she's- not getting any sex, so she decides to go buy things instead. It's crazy. It's so weird. She spends so much money and then she's constantly flying back and forth from LA to New York for the, each scene. Yeah. And we know she yeah. travels in style. First class, it, baby. It um it loses all impact when she turns up at the apartment when they're cleaning out Carrie's apartment because you've just seen her like 20 seconds yeah, ago yeah. and they do it like this big <laughs> reveal. We're supposed to be excited to see Samantha. It's like, yeah, yeah she, yep. And the other element of it is she's carrying those two bottles of champagne and mm. that shits me more than it needs to because it's like they're all so rich in this movie. Yeah. It's not it's not exciting to them. No. It's like they could be drinking that whenever they want anyway. So why is their friend who they see all the time with the thing they drink all the time remotely notable? How could That's it the be? music doing the lifting because you're, cause yeah. that's a scene where it's actually quite like uplifting. They're packing up her house and stuff and she's trying these clothes on. But if I was like, call my friends around and I was like, could you pack on my apartment with me? And then instead of packing anything up, I made them sit on my bed and watch me put my clothes on. And I think that, they'd be really angry. <laughs> that's also, I don't know how much, like, it, it's totally up to you how much you want to dig into this, but that's run DMC. So it's also these four rich white women who are kind of bastardizing right, yeah. a real classic hip hop track to inject some energy into their fucking movie. It's this came the- out in 08, Amy. Can you imagine? I bring this up a lot, but like the global financial crisis is happening and this comes oh out at cinemas. God. Like you got people losing their jobs and their pensions. It's that like was, such a That was you. credit crunch time. Because yeah. that was the phrase you were using then. You you said at the States, this is so exciting. We've both moved to New York. You know, it's perfect yeah. that we're watching this here. Yeah. But the issue is that the char- we're not dealing with the char- characters who have just moved or are making their way in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming through how many eight seasons, I think, or maybe even ten seasons of the show, we've seen them accumulate wealth. You know, mm. I mean, for for their lifestyles to function as they do in this movie, literally all of the TV show Sex in the City would have just been these four women at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hustling. It's funny how. There's, I did, and I think because we're watching it now, ten ten years later, we're all we're in a different political climate, and I keep thinking like I don't care about your wealthy white person problems. Like it's all, there aren't really any massive problems in the film, but it's all just like the first few scenes are just Carrie meeting her friends, being like, oh my god, something great's happened. Like he's asked me to move in with him. We're getting married. Like there's not a a great apartment. I've got a great apartment, but and it, she keeps setting up that there's something bad, but there isn't, and they're constantly shopping, and there aren't. There's only like one black person in it, and then she and she's like easily the best character, and then <clears throat> she comes along she to fix away. everything. Yeah, she's then- the assistant. She just solves these non problems, and. I just think that you couldn't really get away with a film like that th- right now. Sarah Jessica Parker has <clears> actually <throat> acknowledged that the show wouldn't could not exist, and probably I think the films are part and parcel of what she. We was should saying. separate it out. The TV show, good. I think I think we can probably. Oh, hopefully, I don't know. Amy, do you did you watch the TV show when it was like first coming I, out? I didn't when it was first coming out, but then I had a roommate. <clears throat> sorry, I had a cough and a roommate. I had a roommate 
who had all the DVDs and we were living with each other when we were studying and we would unwind by watching Sex and the City and I really liked it. But I don't think it stands up now. But it's anymore. okay. Nothing will really. When it's, it's, when not it's as so bad as in, the film. When, when a show or any piece of art is made so in the zeitgeist at the moment, it's like the thing that makes it so powerful but will be the thing that dates it so quickly as Sex, well. Sex and the City created the zeitgeist though. This is what we talked about in the last episode with Becky is that it was a show that you know, presented uh, friendship between women in a way that hadn't really been like that hadn't been represented in the mainstream properly before. But it annoys me because I don't think they present female friendship that well. I think they show you in the in, in the, the show f- or in the movie. I can't remember the show well enough, but I think in both and certainly in the film, the women's friendship is lunching and dining and everything together. They'll physically sort problems out like hey we're going on your honeymoon with you i've ordered bill you know people to box your things up but anytime anyone says anything about themselves that they're struggling with someone brings it back to themselves so it's all the conversations about emotional problems are a statement and then someone going oh it's the same with me and my relationship so true they talk about themselves and that's not the strength that's not what any friendship is and it's making women these are very selfish narcissistic women who do you that like the best? Is, that, that is such an astute observation, Amy, because I, it, it, I didn't Thank get that too. for like a couple rounds. But the script, I was always like, the script is really, there's something weird about all this dialogue and it's exactly what you just described. There's like a statement and then someone goes, oh yeah, that's like me, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and then another yeah. one of the girls would be like, oh, that's like me, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And like no one's really interacting with each other. They're just seeing an opening no, and yeah. projecting their issues. There's no connection at all. And there's so much like, you know, when they're on in Mexico and they're having that dinner in the hotel and Miranda's just saying, well, don't get married to this, like marriage sucks or something to this couple who've just gotten married and they're making out passionately. And she's angry because she got cheated on. And it's like your friend just got jilted at her wedding. Why are you talking about yourself? Why yeah. are you saying you bring your own shit? Just like anyone else would not be talking about it right then. Um, but they, yeah, they can't connect like so that. None of their, none of their lives or problems are interesting enough to warrant conversation, let alone a whole yeah. movie. Well, I think that's the problem with it. And when I was writing my notes, which I stopped doing because I did, I did get so bored. But um, there's not really a plot. If you were to describe what happened, you wouldn't really be able to neatly tell me. There isn't like a one strong narrative with connecting. Narrative lines underneath it that it's just um, like Carrie's relationship, and and at no point in the film do you know what her problem is that needs resolving because she doesn't know whether she wants to get back with Big. She just kind of ends up lying on top of him at the end. So I, there's no clear problem and no clear. Path I think to a the, um, at any point. the the problem that Carrie's got in this first movie is that Mister Big refuses to ejaculate into appropriate places. Like, for yeah. example, a condom, um, a vagina. I, um, I'd like to say I, 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 I disagree. I don't think that's the problem with their relationship. Carrie's been so accommodating, of, but like to the point that she's learned to love Big's reckless approach to orgasm. That's mm. her, what she says. And sex, I, think. I think for Big, it's almost like, well, here's purportedly the perfect woman who will tolerate any of my eccentricities or bizarre behaviors, and yet it's still not enough. And it is from there that he spirals into this jilting panic attack. 
that is a classic uh, hallmark, I think, of men in power. You give them anything and they, they just want more. Like, here's this, uh, in the world of the movie, this this great, accomplished, well-to-do New York writer, great independent mm-hmm. woman who you've been in love with for 10 years, and uh, she's she's accepted your random jizzing escapades. Ex- ex- uh, and it's not enough. You still, you just got to self destruct. Um, you know, it's never enough. And it's such a flimsy jilting. The, I was gonna. That really annoyed me when they're trying to heighten the drama. Of he gets cold feet. He just thinks if only she would pick up her phone, that would mean I would marry her. And then when he's that's ridiculous. He doesn't need someone to pick up the phone. He needs to talk it through, or that he needs something more significant. And then he sees her getting out the car, and he says turn around baby and she doesn't turn around and then he and then he drives off and that's also a really flimsy bit of drama because we're meant to be like oh if she'd just turn around or oh if the kid had not put her phone in the sparkly cupcake pack like is that they have all these fake bits of drama that don't make any sense speaking of my shining light actually fell inside of one of these moments uh and it was it was two weeks in a row or two two eps in a row for the great chris noeth uh, when after the jiltings occurred and she's gotten through to him and he said, I'm, I was just there, I'm leaving. And she goes, uh, what the hell? And he's, he realizes he's fucked up and they, he stops the car, they turn the car around. And then as he's going back, they, he sees the bridal party driving past in the other direction and mm. he steps out and Carrie steps out and they sort of meet on the road and she runs up to him carrying this big bouquet, which she didn't need to come out of the car carrying that bouquet. I guess no. it's a weapon. But he runs up to her and he goes, Carrie. And then she strikes him on the face with this bouquet of white roses. And it's like, as his face after he's struck, it reads as, huh, that's weird. <laughs> it seems like Carrie's pissed off with me. And it is just such a funny face to pull. It's like, of course you're going to get hit with it. Like, fucking read, read, read the street, buddy. You just ruined her way. The woman you just jilted is running at you carrying... An object or an yeah. instrument with thorns, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was. I thought it was so funny. I feel like it was only then that it occurred to him beyond ramifications mm. for himself that the jilting had occurred, and that and, you know Carrie was now cross. And, and it's so s- annoying that at that point. Sorry. You go. I mean. Well, he's he's. I think I'm right. He's gone back to maybe marry her. Right. Like something's made him turn the car around. At this point, he does want to marry her. But yeah. her hitting him with the flowers is what stops it. So again, as the audience were meant to think, oh, they nearly did it again. But that's fake drama. That doesn't, yeah. he would say, I want to marry you. Don't, I understand you're angry with me, but I want to marry you. Like, that's not enough to put someone off. <laughs> and then the stuff with the, when later she's like, I don't want to hear from him to her assistant. So make sure he can't hear from me. We all know he's going to be trying to contact you. It's a very easy solution to that. So again, there's not satisfying problems like that it's like the writers aren't good they kind of know how drama works but they aren't good enough to properly execute writer it. singular and Seriously? all of the characters were written oh, as toddlers so it's really is, important you remember wait, there's, there's a there's a pixar rule that relates to this how does it go it's like um coincidence to get you into a problem is good coincidence to get you out of a problem is bad in terms of writing, it's something like that. And in this movie, there's like the phone and that sort of stuff. It's coincidence that creates drama and that's like bad, lazy writing. Um, in Big's mind, the way that this plays out is he gets struck with the rose. We're like, sorry, he doesn't get struck with the roses. He stops the car motor, by the way. after he realizes, hey, 
I was just uh, telling Amy that it is Mattress Pikelet pen, penned this thing by himself. That's he has awesome. the strength not of ten writers. Into my writing room. He has the strength He's of ten writers, the bar, though. Crying and typing. I reckon he wrote this on a typewriter, like uh, a genuine yeah. old. What are they called? I I think he hired like five toddlers and watched them interact <laughs> yeah. with each other for a weekend and wrote it all down and, and underwood. It. Yeah. Anyhow, you think he wrote it on a typewriter, but you're talking about Big. Big, in his brain, this is how it plays out, stops the limo, sees Carrie, she gets out of the car, he's like, hey man, sorry about that, let's go back in there, and then they do, and it's fine. Can you imagine how uh, embarrassing yeah. it would be to just have all of your guests? At this point, they, they're they already both 20 minutes late. We know that when the um, when the call, 25 minutes late, when the phone call happens, this driving mm. sequence adds at least, like, from that moment, about another half hour. And then they've got to get back to the church, or, the, sorry, the yeah. library, where they're getting married. So I'm going to round it up to an even hour. So these wedding guests, and this is a very highfalutin thing. We know that there's a lot of, like, fashionistas and uh, socialites yeah, yeah, who have yeah. been attracted by this Vivian Westwood dress. So they're just cruising, just sitting around for an hour. How fucking crushing would that be to walk in and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, he bailed, but... um. He's, I've trapped him again, so we good. We're going to get our yeah, Mary on. I, the idea of Big and Carrie trying to make everyone sit back down as they walk in to go through at the wedding is devastating. Look, we're, we're running out of time, and there's a theory that Amy stumbled into. Uh, I found it really exciting. I think it ties in quite nicely with something we've spoken about this season, Tim. Uh, now, Amy, when Big... No, when Steve confessed to cheating on Miranda, <laughs> the next scene we see Steve on the bed with a bo- his, their dog, a border collie, and Miranda walks in. Uh-oh. And the dog jumps off. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I was like, I know what he's been cheating on her with. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, Charlotte's like, I'm pregnant. She never says it's Harry's. There's so many people or things that could have been fucking. So the, the theory, because I didn't tell you this <laughs> at the time. <laughs> what? But I Tim, got the Tim first and, bit. It was gross, but I got it. I wait, don't you know what you no, Steve's fucking his way through this. Because the theory that Tim and I had is that Steve and Smith Jarrett yeah. through like uh, mutual frustration in their relationships with two women who move in the same circle of friends and also are similarly self absorbed and like frustrating as partners yeah. get so annoyed by this that they wind up having Casual that sex would be hot. that develops into somewhat of a relationship, but you're you've <laughs> built out this world. You've broadened the idea by saying Steve's not like he's not just he's not faithful to Smith either. He's not like he's not into monogamy at this point in his life. <laughs> he is literally fucking everyone and thing within Dick's reach. I also like okay. First of all, I disagree with you guys because Smith has a lower sex drive. That's Samantha's problem. That's probably why having sex wasn't enough for Steve. (laughs) It's just a Well, I do think, yeah, he says something like, I've been cheating on you. I've slept with someone else. And I just think if they change it to I've slept with something else. Honestly, Amy, in my 17 watches, never have have I ever connected those dots. That is amazing. Afterwards, it didn't mean anything, which also makes sense because it was a dog. (laughs) This adds such an interesting dimension to uh, a man who we have put a lot of baggage on already. Um, For example, 
Steve is the mayor of New York City in our version of events, and he <laughs> in the, also in the second movie. got rich selling dictionaries door to door. And he's also the father of a uh, Brady is in the film. Brady becomes a yeah. rat king. Um, where he descends into the underground sewer system of New York City and befriends some of the rats to start off with and then eventually becomes their reigning sovereign, exacting his revenge on all of those who have harmed him through his united rodent force. Partially through negligence from his parents who are navigating their lives in a breakup instead of you know providing the necessary emotional care to help him grow into a well-rounded person. Mag- Magda's in cahoots with Brady, by the way. Do <laughs> Brady is the only one powerful enough to take on Dickbot, which is an artificial intelligence created by the <laughs> Japanese to take on the Americans, which we see in Sex and the City 2 because Samantha so, fucks it. We could retread this water all day, but we are and almost... We will. At, at the, <laughs> so it's yeah, going to be mean, six hours special. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. Now, you, you have a game you like to play, Tim, mm-hmm. called Flop Piss. No... What's it called? I don't like this running game. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, what was the um what was the fucking thing that we committed to last episode? The game you made up that I said before you revealed what it was, we have to do it every year. And then I hated it. What was oh, it? Oh yeah, no, that that was uh that was Steve. That was um I don't want to bother you. I don't want to bother you people. Uh which is when what Steve was even sh- the I segment. Mean, so when Steve shows up at the he shows up outside the rehearsal dinner and he's like Oh, he yeah. says to he says to the four of them who are enjoying a legal cu- Cuban cigar he goes I don't want to bother you and then Big goes you're not bothering us and then before Steve there's a it goes shot on Steve shot on the group then shot back on Steve and before Steve says his piece he has this wicked glint in his eye that suggests he actually really does want to bother these people that maybe Steve's entire purpose for traveling cross town in a taxi is specifically to bother these people I ask you Amy what do you think Steve was up to. I thought that he, if you know there's a party going on, you know there's a toilet. <laughs> I thought, oh, I said that. Yes, like, yes, I'm with you. Totally so with you on that. So he this. needs the loo. He's traveling around the city. He doesn't want to have to buy, you know, you to buy an expensive, horrible drink to use a toilet the other day. Today. Today. And he knows there's a party there, so he goes on and then he sees everyone outside and he says, can I can I use the loo? Because I, I don't want to bother you, but <laughs> but I do need the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Is it number ones or number twos? Oh well, it could be number two, and then he, it could foreshadow what's going to happen to Charlotte. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. oh I see. Yes, should, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yes, also, I mean, there's a high chance he's showing up just to case the joint for potential fuckery. <laughs> like, are there any are pets allowed at this party? <laughs> Um, Steve I, sat- has ever had I heard. I heard Samantha's got a dog. <laughs> that looks like a rat. Um, oh my do god! Do I think that he's ever ste- slept with Big? Mm. Is he ever had his Is- lines not coloured in? Exactly. That's the question I'm asking. It's well- so nice. Sorry, I just won't get over this. How? She's like, let's just say, and that's the best thing about her sex life is it comes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a like, writer who specializes on sex know, and relationships. It's, it's so weird. Carrie, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm I'm making up connections here, and if I am, all power to me. But in the series, Sarah Jessica Parker, I think quite uh, famously was the only one of the three, the four leads, sorry, who, d- who doesn't get her kid off. Mm. 
And then even in the film, she like not it's not just a question of getting a kid off. She won't even divulge anything sexual yeah. about her relationship. I mean, accidentally think, she reveals a huge thing. But. Do you think that <laughs> might explain the line if it's in her contract? Now agents were like, SJP will not say anything about her sex life unless it's a colouring in metaphor. <laughs> yeah. That's the only so way very specific she'll stipulation. do it. It's got to be. And then like on the contrary, they farm out – the two, oh, apart from the uh, Dante and the you know parade of people who he has sex with next door to Samantha, they farm out the really graphic set, like because Sex, sex in the City did portray sex on screen in a way that hadn't been yeah. with a, 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 a focus on you know you the saw way people it's fuck women. is what guys try yeah. to say, and it was people fucked on that. Show. I remembered it when we wa- when we were watching it just now. I was like, oh, I remember a sex scene because I was like, I love Steve, and I was like, I remember him and Moran having sex once, and uh, and then. I was like, I think that scene's in the film, and I really, I've never forgotten it. It's so because, like, it's so for for the tone of the rest of the film. It's, it's like so this is what it looks like when two people fuck. It was is very passionate. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'll be thinking about that later. Oh, I don't mind you knowing that. <laughs> One yeah, of my notes, like, by the way, is expensive boner two exclamation marks. But I don't know what that. Oh, that's about to. the the gag when she says, "I've got to go." Something came up, and Smith has put the uh, case yeah. in which the diamond ring is inside of his jockeys, as though it's a boner. Did you want to speak uh, to that, Amy? Didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like the fact that I don't. The idea of you like, if I was doing my own thing and someone just came up with their boner, I'd be like a little bit annoyed. <laughs> and I maybe that makes me sound bad, and maybe my boyfriend will listen to this and be like, "Yeah." that's a problem for us it just annoyed me and then also i would if if my if i wanted to buy something and my boyfriend was like i made you think for a while that you couldn't get it and then i paid like five times the amount i needed to mm. to get it by bidding in a bit being in a bidding war i'd be so angry with the waste of the money yeah doesn't make any sense it's why he did that fucking ludicrous eh? It's a disgusting ring as well. And then it she is tries horrible. To it significant later. It's gross. It She's looks like, every like time I look at the ring, I'm like, it's one you would win so from ugly. an arcade if you had 150 tickets on the boxing machine when you were 10. Yeah. It's so garish. Or like they're in a, in a Christmas cracker, you know, and there's always a gift. Yeah. And then they all aren't spent a bit more money on the crackers this year, but they're still crackers. So it's not that much money. Yeah. That's the gift you get inside, that and then ring. you know you're going to leave it on the table anyway. Smith Garrett in by the by the end of the night spent fifty thousand fucking dollars on that Christmas cracker room. Was it fifty thousand? Well, yeah. So long as we're here, Tim, I, I will fulfil your desire to play the pop quiz game because I observed uh, the auction house you, in which this can this I just say takes place. You brought this up, but go on. Oh yeah, but it's your game. You love it. <sighs> yep. Uh, I don't like it anymore. I want to get rid of what, it. Okay, we can do that. This will be the last one. Also, we have to resolve whatever the fuck I asked in the last episode because I can't remember what it was. Actually, I might be able to look at... Um, so, the, the the question for this episode is what is the auction house at which the girls go and bid <gasps> on the divorce auction items? Oh, no. Because the game is... It's, it's So, Tim and I pay attention. Fuck. We do a pop quiz. So, we ask one random question about a specific detail from the film. Just to make sure we're paying attention. No, he's just upset. And I've, I've already revealed can't remember. that I was not paying as much attention as I should have been this time. Fuck. Is it? Is it like, so I'm going to assume that this is only visual, right? No one sees it, but it's like probably on a wall or, or on an exterior shot of the auction house. Can you at least give me that? Yeah, as they, as, as they walk past I got it, nothing, as, So eh? Carrie's bragging about her apartment. She walks past. Christie's. 
Yes. Oh no. That's really weird. It's the second, That's the only auction house I know. It's the second time you've Oh man, this is embarrassing for me. I'm embarrassed. Very impressive. Uh, now, Tim, the question I asked you last week was what color are the uniforms of the maids at the Mexican resort? And you assured me that you'd pay enough attention to relay the information well, to me. Well, you told me. What you, do you You got? told me last time it was yellow with a, um, from memory, blue trim. Oh, well, I've fucked it then, haven't I? Yeah. But that's okay. I remembered you telling me. I don't remember seeing it this week because I was probably on. It's yellow with Twitter. a white trim. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> man, it's a great website. You've got to fire that stuff out. Amy? I've got another really angry note. Can oh, I yeah. tell you what it was? It this, really was this, is, this is your parting shot. I underlined it. Okay. I've written down and I've underlined it twice. That's not how diarrhea works. It isn't. It you isn't. don't open your mouth in the shower and then you get gurgles immediately. No. You, you as someone who has, has, so angry. has not even shat herself. I've never shat myself. You, but you're obsessed with toilet humor. You want to see poo I'm everywhere. Absolutely. I'm the type of person who'd relish themselves. I've never been so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, thank you so Thank you for having me. I'm so sorry. Uh, Amy Hoggett, tell us where, what we should watch you on and um, where we can find you. I'm on Full Frontal with Samantha B. Where can we get you on Twitter? Oh, I'm going to put it in the episode description as well, but where can we find you on, on Twitter and whatnot? What do you use? Are you an Instagram person? Um, Yeah, yeah. Every now and then. I shouldn't say that. I'm a reliable follow. It's just my name, Amy Hoggart. And then there's an underscore for Twitter, which I think I'm a bit better at. Beautiful. But not much. Well, follow her on there. Thanks for coming on the show, Amy. We love you lots. Thank You're you for fantastic. having me. We love you more. I love you. <laughs> We just have a good rhythm together, you know, like, he sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it.